listener. KickPod acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land in which we're recording this podcast, the Yulikit Wulan clan of the Boomerang, who are a part of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to our elders, past and present, and extend our respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Welcome to the KickPod, your DNM on the stuff that matters, but also the stuff that doesn't. One, two, three, four. Hello. Hello. So today we have our chat with Izzy Armitage and Sam Guggenheimer. They have the podcast Just for Girls and they have both also over the last couple of years absolutely exploded on social media. Like I'm talking they've grown hundreds of thousands of followers within like 18 months. It's insane. Um, And we were really interested to get them both on the podcast because Izzy and Sam, as I just mentioned, have a podcast together. They're also friends and they're both in the public eye. And we saw a lot of similarities in that, but they are also a decade younger than us. That, like that literally a decade. Feel, if you're a millennial listening, you're going to feel <laughs> like old a millennial. If you listen to 100%. this podcast, I felt like <laughs> I, I just felt really old. Yeah. I did too. <laughs> I felt old, but like in a like wise way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no. But we were really interested in talking to them because, I mean, social media is a, it's it's very different um, yeah. to how I suppose it was for us when we were growing. Um, ours was a lot more. I think it was slower back then. It was a different way of growing, yeah. um, and I think to be that young and to have that many people watching you, I think I was like aware of it, but I also felt like I did a lot of growing up online. And so I was really interested to see how these girls were doing in having so many people watching them, so many people listening to their podcast. Like their podcast does incredibly well. They get a lot of listens. But I also see they cop a lot of judgment. And I wondered if that was just because they maybe have a young audience. But like how do they cope with that as such young people with such huge following? So we also compare a little bit of like millennial things versus Gen Z things and like are we okay saying certain things as millennials and like... (laughs) like that which was fun and then also in the conversation Sam generously opened up about her eating disorder which she's lightly mentioned online before but she mentioned that she keeps a lot of it private which obviously is like completely um, up to every individual how much they share but she was pretty generous with how much she shared and I just think it's it's really remarkable how much they're sharing and how honest they're being as young 20-year-olds with that many people watching them. So I hope you guys enjoy getting to know the girls as much as we did. If our conversation about eating disorders brings up anything for you, you can contact the Butterfly Foundation. It is Australia's national charity for people impacted by eating disorders and body image issues. Free and confidential support is available at 1800 33 4673 between 8am and midnight. Gals. Gals. Wow. What's wrong with that? Have we ever had that as like a Well, we don't often have two guests. We don't often have two guests that have never done a podcast interview before. This is the first ever. You're taking our virginity for a lot of things today. (laughs) Like we're always the interviewers. So this is fun and exciting. Thanks, guys. We're so excited to have you on. Thanks for having us. And now (laughs) we asked the community Mm -hmm. to, because you are very popular, (laughs) very, very popular. And we asked the community to send in some questions that they wanted to know about you. Mm -hmm. And the first one we wanted to ask 
is. <laughs> You're so slow. No. So I am. I'm going to start with one of the harder ones because I think too this is something that in working on social media yeah. it comes through. This type of stuff comes through all the time, and I want to hear from both of you how you work through this. But do people take you seriously? Um. Um. It depends in what type of aspect in life. I feel like girls our age take us too seriously and they think they like put us on a pedestal and think that we've got everything figured out. Like all the mm. And it's like, wait, I'm your age. Like, let's not put myself, like put me on a pedestal and think I'm going to have all the answers for you because I'm figuring it out at the yeah. same time. But then I think when we started the podcast, there was a massive group of people, I'd say mainly boys that were just yeah. like, did not remotely take us doing a podcast seriously. Yeah. Social media, it's like, how serious is that anyways? Mm. Do you so know what true. I mean? So it's like, but the podcast, obviously we want to create a business and there was just a whole lot of podcast licenses should be implemented. Get these girls off the screen. Yeah. Like, which so I think, people said that to you. Oh, oh my and God. And still yeah. say it to us all the time. But it's just funny that like we can kind of shut it down now and be like, well, we've done it well. for less than a year and it's going really well. So like kind of shove it in your face. Really, like, <laughs> It's just like we wanted to prove everyone wrong and show them what we could do. And yeah. we did exactly that. So it's kind of like now it's, it's like if they comment that it's kind of just awkward for you. Because yeah. Like, we're doing well. So just yeah. Shut up. And but, what made you want to do the podcast in the first place very minimal it was kind of just a bit of oh this would be fun let's give it a go mm. it was kind of it was like a challenge that we both wanted to do and it's like okay well I feel like a lot of influencers come out with businesses and everything like that mm. Izzy and I didn't really have an eye for that we're very we entertain each other we talk so much so it was kind of like well why aren't we just recording this because like everyone laughs at us and, and everything like that so it was like yeah let's just make that our thing instead of putting a name on something and yeah. just like doing it for the sake of it. And yeah, it's just like worked out so yeah, well. Like I'm glad really we decided fun. to do it. It was, it was like kind of one of those things that was floating around with everyone in our management. Everyone was like, oh, we should all like start podcasts. And Sam and I kind of would actually decided to like give it a go and contact people and get it started. So um, yeah, I'm just, who would have thought we're one year on. It's doing great. Yeah, like we just wrapped up our season one, which is so weird. Like we all kept on going like, oh, we're such amateurs. But now we're like, oh, we can't say like, that anymore. Yeah, we can't say that anymore. <laughs> and how long have you both been? Because I think it's amazing. Because yeah. you're both, are you both 21? I'm 23. 23. Oh, 23 and 21. Yeah. And to have that kind of maturity in being able to, I mean, it's also on social media, you kind of can't live and take trolls seriously because if you do, it's like you just, you, it just takes your whole soul. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But for your age to be so, have that mature thinking in that, uh, you know, I'm going to prove them wrong mm-hmm. and like that's your opinion but I'm not going to take it on is incredible. It, may, it took, took, I mean, I'm long, still working longer. through a lot, lot longer than that. How long have you been doing social media for and what was that journey like when you first started mm. then when you both grew a lot and kind of navigating that, I suppose, self-doubt and confidence in yourself because mm. when you start social or even first to start posting because I feel like as well a lot of people are scared are scared because their friends are going to judge, judge them, right? Them. Like, yeah. oh, what are, yeah. you, are you trying to be like an influencer? Yeah. Like I feel like that's what everyone's 100%. friend says and thinks and that judgment and it's why so many people don't try and, you know, if they want to start their own personal brand, they don't do it for that reason. So mm. what was that journey like for both of you? Do you want to go first? Okay. Well, I mine's probably a bit shorter. I've only been... I've been doing it maybe since I got the management was the first time I ever got like a paid 
workshop, which would have been, we were discussing it last night, maybe August of 2022. But what about before then? Because you don't get management. Yeah, you before then I did almost, yeah. no, as in like I literally did almost nothing. I had one video that blew up. It gave me a couple thousand followers and then I maybe would have posted 10 to 15 other joking ones once every couple of weeks just with my friends. I only had like 8,000 followers when I got picked up by management. Mm-hmm. So it was like very minimal mm. prior to me actually getting into like the paid side of it. So my manager was just like, I feel like you can do it. I see something in you. Like, why don't we just give it a go? What have you got to lose? Um, but beyond that, yeah, it was just posting with my friends. I think I was honestly lucky. I had one video that like did well enough that it kind of kickstarted a couple thousand followers for me. But Beyond that, I'd probably posted like five other times of mm. absolutely nothing. So, what were you doing at the time when you retail? Were, yeah, yeah. I'm not very good at mm. um, the classic nine to five job. Let's put it that way. So, I was on the verge of I was getting fired. Well, that was the best thing. So, did you end up saying before they fired you, or did you just say I'm, I'm don't need this job? She was I, kind of like, I'm not cut out for this. Like, let's just. Leave I was. It. Yeah. There was a reason I was bad at it. I honestly didn't care, and it really yeah, okay. stressed me out. But um. I was on the verge and once I heard that, obviously there's a little bit of like ting of embarrassment too. You're like, I'm getting fired from my retail job after two months. So I was like, I'm just going to leave anyways. Don't worry. I'm leaving. <laughs> Bye guys. And I, I left it. after yeah. that meeting. So, yeah. And then you just, you pursued social media full time before I did. I started posting on social media in year 12 in lockdown because I did in the first year of COVID, that's when I did my last year of school. So I like, yeah, thanks. It was hard. (laughs) But um, I didn't care about anybody else really from school because we all kind of stopped being friends before graduation because we were in our house and everyone was kind of like, well, if I'm not making effort with you because you're not in my 5K, we're probably not going to be friends after school. So that kind of happened quite easily for me. I drifted from a lot of people before I even finished. And then I started dating um, Caleb, who isn't even in like my school Mm. area and everything like that. So I drifted naturally from a lot of my friends from school, which is like sad, but it was like, if it's not going to be, it's not going to be. Did that help you with the judgment, mm. those thoughts of like, what will people think? Or you just have literally I honestly cared? like didn't care. I never cared. I think I'm quite a careless person. Like I grew up with boys and everything like that. So the care of people didn't ever really phase me. Like, like I, what people think. You don't care about what I people feel think. Like I, I, I had do that. care what people think if I care about them. But if you're I always process it like especially hate comments and everything like that. If you're and girls at school, like if you're saying bad things about me, if you're speaking about me behind my back, mm. I'm chances are I'm probably not thinking about you day to day. So if yeah. you're thinking about me and speaking about me, I must be doing something right. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like that's how I process it in my head. Cause I'm not yeah. speaking about you. Like mm. if you're speaking about me, I'm obviously on your mind and <laughs> that could be a positive or a negative thing, but I'm going to choose it as a positive thing. So I just kind of thought of it as like that. And I posted random videos, like the most random videos. I had a really bad eating disorder at the time. So I was kind of just like posting just to fill my time really and then I had like 50k but I didn't really know what it was I didn't know what to do with it like I just like Mm. thought it was a joke and yeah and then I got picked up by management and I was like oh yeah I could like make some side money off this while I'm working at Cook Eye and then I was kind of like easy I was like wait I'm kind of earning more money than I am at Kukai. Why am I putting more time into Kukai than I am into yeah, social like media? I couldn't possibly fathom why she was still like working at Kukai. Yeah. She's just got a different work ethic. I'm, frankly, I'm lazy and she's not. <laughs> I was like, if I can have one job, I'll take the one job. Yeah. 
What do you, Sam, you mentioned your parents are teachers. Mm. Yeah. What do they say you do? What do they think about your, because if you grew up with that, I, I really relate to that in terms of the I'm very risk adverse and, yeah. and from that mm-hmm. perspective. How did you, how did your parents take, did, have you spoken to them, you know, yeah. I want to do this full time for longer term? Well, so I was out of school. I went into university and I was studying paramedicine nursing. So I, I love learning and I love like education and everything like that. I've come from my parents, like my parents both really value that. So I went straight into uni and I did a year of nursing and um, wanted to be a paramedic and everything like that. But I ended up having to drop out because my eating disorder was so bad that I couldn't stand up for a long period of time. So I couldn't go on placement because my heart. So my parents were like, take a year off university because then the sec- the, my first year of uni was in the second year of lockdown. So I wasn't meeting anyone. I was very lonely. I was doing uni in my in my bedroom. Like God. I hated it. Mm. So they were like, just take a year off. Uni will always be there. Figure out what you want to do. Like you're doing nursing to look after people, but you're not looking after yourself. Mm-hmm. So like, what's the point, Sam? Like you're 18. So I was like, yep, I'll work for a year. And then I was meant to go back to uni this year. So my parents were like, just figure out what you want. Mm. And in that time, my social media blew up. My dad is a little bit more old school when it was kind of like oh, uni, like you need to have a degree. Like how are you, how is this long term and mm-hmm. stuff like that? And for my dad, it was kind of like, dad, I'm earning money. I'm financially stable. Mm. This is what I'm doing. And it was kind of like you had to show him that es- mm. aspect of it and he was like okay like you can do that and then my mum was like oh this is so cool like yeah. PR packages makeup <laughs> and stuff like that like my mum was way more chill about it and now they're like super proud of me and like my mum speaks so highly of me my dad is like yeah like fake tan like cool <laughs> and stuff like that like my dad <laughs> finds tan. it so funny but sometimes my parents are a bit like how is the longevity yeah. of it but now I think they've just come to terms of being like mm. she's our youngest kid she's really doing what she really wants. She's super happy doing at it. Like uni will always be there if uni needs to be there for her. Right now, that's not the chance. And I think that's why they kind of like mm. have that in the back of their mind being like, she's she's going to figure it out. She's going to be fine. Like I don't need to worry about her. And that's what they've always said. Like I'm their most resilient child. So they just know that You'll if I fine. need to do something, I'll go and do it. But just pushing me there is going to make me mm. like ghost you so they've kind of just accepted it now but they're super supportive of it now but yeah at the start it was kind of be like what are you doing and like I don't really know what they say to like friends and colleagues and stuff but like that's none of my business like I don't really want to know I'm like well aware that my dad speaks about me to his friends on the regular he's like all of his friends he'll like go on nights out and be like yeah so like these young girls like know you I'm like how do they know that you're my dad (laughs) Don't worry, my dad says the same. Yeah, I'm like, are you just running around with a sign on your head saying I'm his dad? I'm like, I do not understand. He would honestly probably just be like, hey, do you you know? Yeah, he'd see a girl my age and go, yeah, do you know Izzy Armitage? Like, she's my daughter. She's my daughter. Like, what the hell? Yeah. My mum does that a little bit. Yeah, they won't stop. My mum will be like, oh. Sometimes the girls will come up and like ask for a photo and I'll be with my mum and my mum will be like, I can take it, I can take it. And then she'll be like, I'm surprised you don't want me in a girls. And the girls are like, um, yeah, I don't want you in it. And mum's like, they didn't find that funny, did they? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I get a message from a chick on Instagram yeah. yesterday going, hey, I don't mean this for this to be weird, but your grandpa asked me to send you this photo. I'm like, <laughs> I have zero clue what the next message is going to be. It's my grandpa who's in a retirement home with a Christmas hat Aww. on with this chick just smiling smiling he was talking about me to some That's catering really <laughs> no it's really sweet it was cute he that was very cute I but think when your family can get like 
that that means they're proud. If they're talking about mm, yeah. you like mm. that, they're proud, right? I, I remember like the first time, because I was uh, ambassador for bras and things for a period of years, whenever I was on their windows, obviously in my laundry, my dad, because he works in his job, he's in, um, not supermarkets, he's in shopping centres a lot. Yeah. So he'd see them and he always would go and take photos. And, and it, like the first time he did that, I was like, Dad, do you know how creepy that would look to anyone walking by seeing like an older man taking, taking a, a photo, photo of a young woman? And you know how old people take photos as yeah, well? It's like it's really, really obvious. obvious. Yeah. It's not like it's quick. So he then got into a habit of actually going into the store, introducing himself. And like all of the bras and girls things would message me for years being like, saw your dad again today. Oh, so every time he walked Every time. <laughs> That's got an so album cute. of you in your laundry. You yeah. almost can't think about that physically. <laughs> yeah. He literally films ads in Woolworths. Yeah. Like for oh, yeah, like, without product. He'll like send just for himself. Like mm, he'll just send it to I Seth feel like a bliss ball. This like, looks like a good one. Yeah. <laughs> that is the cutest yeah, I, think, thing I think it's nice. I mean, even I remember my dad once said to me, like, and it was he was in Woolworths and he was like, Oh, I met someone like at Woolworths and they love your product so much. And I was like, how, how do they how do you, I'm like, Dad, do you stand in the aisle with the products? Oh, this like, is my daughter. That sometimes, oh, yeah. This is my My favourite is the Rocky Road. Yeah. So that, yeah, I am. But it's nice. It's, um, yeah. it's so nice. It makes you feel so, like, warm inside that they're, yeah. like, doing that sort of stuff. I'm like, I never went to uni. It's not for me. Mm. I can't see that's myself. That's okay. Yeah, exactly. Right. Same with me. I never went to uni. Yeah, so I'm like, to see that they're, like, I'm doing something that they're, like, super happy with without having to, like, go to uni or do all that studying bullshit that I never <laughs> want to do. It's really sweet. I feel like it hits you a little bit though. I've seen people graduate from the course that I got into and I'm like, oh, like there is a little bit of like, oh, they're done back. now. Yeah, you can. And I won't, but I could. So that's And you know that, that you could. And yeah, there's but so I many different directions, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I think for, for me, I was blown away by the amount of different, I think, getting into this industry, whether it's modelling or influencing, like there is, it opens so many doors. Completely. So many opportunities over the years. I mean, you guys have already done that by starting a podcast and so much more will come. Is there anything that you guys are interested in, like working towards anything in particular, or are you just going along for the ride at the moment? We have like goals and everything like that. We think there's a huge gap in like the female hosting industry. Like for we see for younger, like we see like the Inspired Unemployed, like they're huge and everything yeah. like that. And there's like huge podcasts for women, but they're like in America and stuff like that. Like we just feel like there's a huge gap for young girls and we just want to see where that takes us. Like we don't have huge goals and ambitious. We're just like ambitious. Ambitions. We're kind of along for the ride right now. Yeah. Things pop up all the time and like ideas come to us all the time. I think we're pretty open to do most things to build this business but certain little like you know we definitely want to do a tour next year because we did one live show and that was like so incredible so I think mm, that's amazing. a big goal whether we come out with like merch or certain other little aspects with the name yeah. just for girls we'll definitely do that but I think that just comes with time right now yeah. we're just like and we're pretty big it. on still holding our own brands as yeah. well like mm-hmm. at the end of the day Izzy yeah. and I both came into um, social media separately mm-hmm. and I have a really strong voice in the back of my brain being like I never want to rely on anyone to make myself money and like I where'd that come from uh probably going to an all-girls school <laughs> I don't know why like, why why did an all-girls school do that uh, I think we were just like it was like super like um women power and women like make your own way in life yeah. like make your own footprint on life like I even with a partner like I De- never want to be able to, and like I don't judge anyone that does that and I'm like super happy for you but from in my brain I want to be able to financially support myself be my own independent person mm-hmm. and other people compliment my life mm-hmm. like I am my own individual so like yes I love doing things with Izzy and I love having my 
everything with Izzy just makes life more fun with Izzy. But I also want to go, if Izzy wasn't here, I still have my own brand. I still have everything for myself and Izzy compliments that and I compliment Izzy. So uh, having our own separate brands is still really important Mm -hmm. to us because at the end of the day, what if we have this huge fight? We are 21, like and everything blows up. It is hard Am to I maintain that separation too, but it is like, mm. you know, sometimes we have to like remind people like we are doing things separately. Yeah. We don't need to do everything together because we spend so much time together mm. and we do so many things together and it's also successful. But, yeah, I think for the sake of just having two different brands and then we want to just have that joint one, it's like we want to do things separately sometimes. And Yeah. One, two, three, do you have things, because you mentioned before, I mean, it's something that Steph and I have had to navigate and even as well in, it's really it's really interesting as the business has grown, as more people kind of get involved in it and our team grows, et cetera, something that we're asked often is how's your friendship? Like what's mm. the, what's, we've also currently kind of going through the the thinking of, do, are we, do, should we bring in new partners into the business, et cetera, like strategic partners? And a part of that has been, what do you have in place to ensure your friendship stays intact? Because that everything rides on it, basically. Yeah. And as well, we probably want to ask you that question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you guys have been doing that, it for a long time. As you continue to, to yeah. grow and, and yeah. start you, and build your podcast out, and you're obviously you've got your personal brands, but then you've also got your brand that you're building together in your podcast. As that grows and becomes more successful, the stakes of losing it become higher, yeah. and it becomes yes. more ingrained in you. Mm. And it is, it's really, it's such a hard thing to navigate, like essentially commercializing your friendship, but then also knowing that it's not about that. Like the reason that yep. you're friends and connected is because of how much you love and respect each other yep. and keeping that. Mm. It's, it's such a, it's such a very niche thing to navigate. Yeah, we're we don't very have that much yeah. navigating that at the moment. I think the bottom line and the baseline is that we do respect and love each other a lot. Completely. So we definitely can argue it's not often but if we do it's like I'm I'm never concerned that it's going to be like a be all or end all argument I know that we like I said do respect each other and we'll figure it out but um yeah we don't really have a people don't realize that from the day Izzy and I met Mm. is the day that we put something online so everyone has seen our friendship grow and evolve from the very beginning like we weren't friends before that like, mm. so it's like, yeah, we don't know. We don't have that answer. Like we're playing it day by day. Yeah, like, we only met like a year, a year and, and a half, half ago, ago when I started working at um, Kukai and then we got picked up by the same management a couple of weeks later and then that's it. And then the rest was history. Rest yeah. Was history. So like we don't have that answer. Like we fight like sisters. We know each other's boundaries. Definitely. Like yeah. I know Izzy is a lot more sensitive. We've had to <laughs> change our ask communication you, what, styles. I was about to ask you, who's, who's blunter? Me. Sam. I'm and a how, Straight to the point. How Sam. have you navigated that? Um, I get very emotional very quickly and I think Sam, it's like sometimes we might have a fight and I'll be bawling my eyes out. Sam won't be. We both care the same amount. We just show it very differently. Yeah. You know, um, I think she knows that I'm sensitive so she might say something really bluntly and I'm sitting there behind my screen going, <laughs> like, what did she mean it? by that? Do you avoid conflict at all costs? No, or? I don't okay. think I avoid conflict. So you both I bite my tongue. Okay. I've learned to bite my tongue. Like I'm not like, a, this makes me sound like a mean person. I am not. I'm just, I'm like, I know Izzy works on a completely different schedule and everything like that. So I'm like, you know what? It's not worth saying that. Sometimes even my our manager goes like, how do you deal with that? Like I might be late. I'm, I don't have a good habit of being on time. It's bad. But Sam, it's like she used to get frustrated with it at the beginning as you would because yeah. it's annoying. But now she's just like, she's going to come when she comes. Like, there's no point calling her. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it, at the end of the day, it probably ends up pissing me off 
even more than it pisses it easy yeah. off. So it's yeah. like, if I'm going to see her and she, I'm going to be pissed off, like it's just ruining the vibe yeah. for both of us. And so if I'm she like, gets pissed off, I'm then going to get really upset. And then she's going to be angry and it's just like, it's better to just leave it. Ideally, I could just be on time. Yes, I do understand that. But I just, yeah, we're very, we're super, super different and we're still learning how to navigate that. Like, mm-hmm. like we said, how much can you know about a friendship in a year? Like that's not a lot of time in the scheme of things to be able to figure out the in, in a, study the ins and outs of like the way that someone works, yeah. especially in conflict, but you know. Yeah, because I like I'm a bit of a hard shell, like no one will see emotion and then Izzy's like breaking down there. So then probably everyone like goes to support Izzy because they're like, oh, well, Sam, you're fine. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm I'm not fine, but I'm not going to tell you I'm not fine. So like look after her. I'll be fine for myself. But like let's also realise that like I could be hurting too. I think that's like the big thing mm-hmm. in our friendship is like a lot of people kind of like run to Izzy because she's sad and it's like hold up. I'm, I'm probably sad too, but like I'm not going to show point. you. So mm. yeah, it's all navigating that. But like at the end of the day, Izzy and I are our number one support system at events and everything like that. I'm always looking out for Izzy. Izzy is always looking out for me. So it's like doesn't. Do you find them intimidating? Who? Events? Uh, not anymore because no. we have each other. And because being in this world for even a year, it's a lot smaller than you think it is. Like yeah. we'll go, we always go together, which is I think walking in is always a really scary thing. So having each other is great, but you look around the room and half the time, you know, 90% of the people there mm. already. So no, not anymore. What's the craziest experience you've ever had at an event? Like from a like, maybe at the start when you mm. were like, I feel like yeah, now because because with Steph and I, with, with our role now and with Kik, we very rarely are able to go to events mm-hmm. anymore. And so when we go, like uh, when I go, I feel like a fish out of water. And I, we went to one like kind of recently ish yeah. and I was like to Steph, we were going to say, we, we had a really early morning, so we weren't going to stay long anyway, but I was like, I need to go. I don't, I don't actually know how to be here. And I, I don't, I don't know. I just don't know what to, to yeah. do and what to say. And I feel awkward and yeah. I feel like a banana and that I have yeah. banana. I, <laughs> I just need to go. I need but to I go. Totally. I think it is. It's, it's like being out of practice for a while and like maybe it was it's a bit so different funny, out of because yeah but it is it's like yeah. literally practicing socializing with different it's people, not right? easy for a lot of people it's to not. be standing there socializing 100%. what's the craziest randoms. experience you've had like if you had one where you just had to leave i had like, a what the heck is one this? with beckham bridge actually which oh, i love yeah. beckham bridge but i just came in a bit of a mood like you know when you just feel the like I'm medicated, I'm like a very anxious person. I felt it when I walked in. I just didn't feel nice. I didn't feel pretty. And I went from zero to 100 really quickly. I ended up like crying Aww. because of how anxious I was like in the middle of the event. Mm. And then it's like you want to tell people but you don't want to draw attention. It's one of those things Whereas if someone asks you if you're okay, I'm like I'm going to melt down right now. So I just need yeah, people need to, to like stand there but like don't talk to me <laughs> and we have to leave. But it's like. We each probably have one or two of those where we just can't be there. Like that's so normal. Like Mm. being in the mood to socialise with like 100 people every single night is not something anyone's going to be comfortable with. It's not that natural, is it? No, (laughs) not at all. And I will be like the first to admit, I don't really put myself out there at events and it's like something I wish I could do. I am bubbly and friendly and really outgoing with the people I'm comfortable with, but I am quite reserved with people I don't know because I, yeah. So I don't want to like be quickly judged and misinterpreted by Mm. them. So I will be the first to say at events, I stick with people I'm comfortable with. Like I don't go and introduce myself or something like that. Mm. So some people could say that I'm like, quite guarded and I don't like I'm not friendly at the events because I'm like I've got my people I'm okay with that like I don't really want to it's not that I don't want to make friends but like I I do get nervous to put myself out there but 
my worst experience was in Singapore with Clinique because oh, I yeah. was the only Australian. I was the only person that spoke English. So I literally just sat there at the table for like two days by myself. But it was fine. Like I learned to like enjoy my own company, I guess. But yeah, no one wanted to speak to me. And small talk is just like the worst it's thing hard. in the yeah. whole so world. Hard. Like every time I have small talk, it's like, but I'd rather just be having a normal conversation with someone I know. And my like, favorite is when you go, hey, hey, if you haven't seen someone for like, Four years, four years yeah. or something, or maybe in, maybe for you guys, like because you've been in the industry for a year and a half, mm-hmm. for a year. And when someone says, "How have you been?" I'm like, "Well, well when? you know, when? last week, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. like I've been fine. That's all I can like, understand. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm okay. Small I can't get into talk it." Talk is the worst. I, I wanted to ask you guys as well. I think for a lot of people listening, and and something that I think is really admirable in your friendship is how open you're able to be with yeah. each other. I think especially through COVID, it has meant that, and and also just with so it's really interesting. I feel like the the through COVID and and with everything that happened, there was a lot of polarizing opinions online, and then also there was a lot of issues that actually became really polarizing for people, and they like set people against each other. And it almost now feels like when you have a different opinion to someone else, it is unco- it's so uncomfortable. When really, it's like mm. it is. Absolutely okay it's to have totally different normal. opinions. Yeah. Totally. But I think there's there's a lot of people that feel really un, like it just feels uncomfortable to mm. disagree with someone because then it just, I don't know, it's really in that, that time that we went through has really changed. I mm. feel like the way that we're able to um, address conflict and a lot, a lot of people have become more avoidant, which I know I have 100%. For, for people listening that might be trying to kind of uh, work through something in a friendship. They mm. might have a friend that's like there's something going on and they're both not addressing it. How do you guys, I feel mm. like it would be so helpful to for you guys to chat through. How do you navigate that? So there's like something in the middle being like, okay, we have to address this. How do you have that conversation? Because that can be so uncomfortable. I'm not afraid of conflict. Oh, right. I, she's, she's not. <laughs> I, but I don't think I am not, either. Yeah. That's why I think it works. We're both very much But you just say it. So what example? We'll I don't call. Uh, I normally go to my manager first because our manager, her name's yes. Claudia and she's really good and she's a bit older than us and obviously like she's not in social media so things say and I will normally go to her with the problem be like, this is my problem, am I wrong for feeling this way? I did the exact if same she thing. Goes, so she's she goes from both of us. Yeah, she goes, oh, like, no, you're not wrong for feeling this way and I go, this is how I'm feeling, this is what I want to say, how do I approach it? And she'll be like, maybe say it like this and ask her a question so you can hear her side first. So I normally always ask Izzy a question first so I can kind of understand her side and I do it kind of with everybody in my life. Like I don't avoid conflict. Like I think it is, I don't really like people pleasers. I find them them. quite annoying because I'm like, you're speaking about people behind your back, but you're Mm -hmm. not then approaching them head on and trying to fix the problem as it is. So I will always approach Izzy with a question like, Say, for example, Izzy's, when we had the live show, this is the first thing I can think of when we had something that I was like not sure about. You had your friends coming up and I was like, oh, well, like it's a friend thing with us. Like, why are you bringing your friends up? And I was like, are they like going to- Like on the stage during the live show? No, no they no, were no. just like coming and I wasn't bringing anybody. with us to watch the okay. show. Yeah. And I just asked her and I was like, are they going to be there the whole time? Like, I'm just wondering, because like, obviously this is a work trip for us and like you're bringing your friends, like, how is that going to go? And then Izzy explained her side and I was like, oh so fine like I didn't see it as your side that makes it so much easier I'm like not even questioning yeah, it anymore like they like, weren't 
for example, it's like they weren't even staying with us and yeah. we were only together before, like, Sam got Yeah, this. so it's like so I Sam goes, no worries at all. Yeah, because you've got we're a better understanding. Instead of building up that, like, assumption it, it, in your yeah. assumption, yeah. Right? yeah, I mean, like, we've been friends now for 11 years. Yeah, long time. It's crazy. See, um, why are we talking about this? I want to hear how you <laughs> yeah. have a conflict. But it's That's our run-out podcast. Yeah. yeah. I feel like you're actually figuring out shit a lot quicker than we did, but it's it, we were the same. Like, we met and our friendship was online from the get-go. Um, but it is, it's those times when you assume what's going on in the other person's head and then mm. you don't actually address it, that it's always like 10 times out of 10, it's been worse in worse, your mind completely. than when you have those conversations. Yeah. And yeah. It, but 100%. like best believe like to the people listening, like we, we do not have it down pat how to like handle no. an argument. Do you Cause know you what care I mean? about like, each other and yeah, it's like, we both get very about passionate about things too. It means a lot to us. So it's like, we can have big blowout arguments. They usually are done within a couple hours but, but that's like, okay and I think it's it's good to not like there is conflict in relationships mm. like that's every healthy relationship has conflict Even and I think ones. we don't speak mm. about it enough yeah so. I think it's super I also think like Izzy and I we're not people pleasers it's super normal to have like run-ins with each other and that's mm. like normal and we are we we're like dating like we see yeah. each other more <laughs> than true. the like, average friendship we have more responsibilities yeah, than the average true. friendship like you're gonna run into things that you don't agree with we're both young we're both exploring things so it's like if we if we ignore the issue for weeks on end you're gonna have four issues that you then have an yeah, issue with and then it's gonna it. blow up really bad instead of just being like hey What's your side on this? Because, like, I really don't mm. like that sitting uncomfortably with me. Like, can we figure yeah, that out? Ignoring the issue is not an option. I like, love it that. needs to be nah. addressed so straight true. away. I, I don't think we've help. ever ignored an issue. I think that'll help people so much. Yeah. Sam, you touched on before that you have gone through an eating disorder and mm-hmm. something for us at Kick that we, in our community, we have a lot of community members that have yeah. gone through eating disorders. Mm-hmm. And it is such, or if it's not, into the extent of a diagnosed eating disorder, it's kind of just having for a lot at the habits, but then also it's like just thinking that the way that our body looks is the most important thing Mm -hmm. about us. And as women, there is so much pressure on us that that's the case. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are are you comfortable speaking about your eating disorder and how you were able to to work through it? Yeah. um, It's like such a weird thing because I definitely would say that I'm still living in it. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I found ways to cope, but your eating disorder adjusts to your life and like makes adaptations to how like your life is now. Mm -hmm. So I'm not as bad as I used to be. And I definitely like have grown so much in it. And um, we had Sammy Rose who does you, uh, helps you guys at the kick. And it's like, um, she's amazing. And she came on our podcast and really spoke about it and helped us out. But I have a control issue and my eating disorder is all about control and what I can and can't control because I grew up in like a household that I couldn't control. Um, But I literally just kind of, it clicked in my head one day being like, if you want to be this really big thing and you want to be, go really far in life, your eating disorder is keeping you at home and your eating disorder is not making you socialize. It's not making you put yourself out there. You're lying to every single person in your life. And I think that's what it came down to. I was lying my way out of everything. I became a good liar and everything. And But people also knew that I was lying. Mm. So I became such a hard person to have a conversation with. Mm. And then I just made myself lonely. And I realized I didn't want to ruin my bo- relationship with my boyfriend. And he helped me so much because he's an athlete and he's got so much to 
like eat and like he's has such a healthy relationship with food and it was kind of like yes I'm gonna have bad thoughts in my head but I can I can work through them and at the end of the day you probably will wake up tomorrow and you'll be like glad I ate that ice Mm. cream and I always say you never tell your nine-year-old self that she's not allowed to eat so much chocolate on Easter and Christmas like that why are you telling your 21 year old self that Mm. she's not allowed to eat chocolate like it's the same person tell that to a nine-year-old and they'll be obviously really upset you should feel the same way and that's how I always rationalize it in my head being like why are you depriving yourself from that you're not going to look back at yourself when you're 60 and go hey I'm really mad that you ate that burger on the night out that you had the best time with your friends and Mm. you were all having great conversation like I'm really disappointed that you had that burger like you're never going to look at life like that so never look at the present like that and it's yeah easier said than done but that's how I justify it in my head and that's Mm. how I've come probably so far with it really but yeah well thanks for sharing that Sam I think also just the fact that you were going through that as you're following Mm. was was Growing. Very much growing um, is is pretty amazing that you've been able to kind of come out the other end as well because I know social media can be a terrible feed for things like that. Yes, it can. But, yeah, you just have to have kind of a tough shell and I want to be an inspiration to people. I don't want to be like a bad place that people use to compare. So I try to keep it very positive and like surface level and not tell people like too much. But, yeah, that's how it happened. Thank you. Before we finish up, we felt like we had to touch on the fact that we are like <laughs> very <laughs> much millennials. <laughs> and you guys um, what are, we? are like the epitome of Gen, Gen Z. Z. <laughs> <laughs> And we, I think, like, it's something that's something <laughs> the way we you said very... that, Sammy, like, Gen Z. Duh. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> I would love to just get your, like, we, we, we've got a couple of Gen Zs on our team. Um, I feel like they keep us young. They keep us fresh. I think, I think too, with me. Steph, I've Steph accepted Owens, the fact that I'm a millennial. millennial. I'm, I'm like okay a try-hard Gen Z. Like, I will She said Delulu. Yeah. <laughs> I did say Delulu this morning. but You did? Yes, I saw that. I was I like, do. God, look at It does make me giggle when but you say sway all day. I am, like, trying to be. A Gen Z, which I feel like I just need to commit to the fact that I'm not. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so we're, we're dealing with it in different ways. The okay. fact that we're not the youngest generation. It's a coping mechanism. We <laughs> all deal with it differently. Yes. <laughs> I would just love to know what you guys think broadly of millennials because there's a whole lot online where like Gen Zs are fully taking the piss of millennials. And like, what do you what do you actually think about our generation? I don't look at you guys differently, differently and think that you're way older than us. <laughs> Amazing. Like okay, I don't. Right. I'm like cool. Slay. Like our friend Jackie. Yeah, like if you say slay or like Delulu, like I would never. Yeah, I wouldn't be like, oh, that's off. Like don't say that. Yeah. Like I, I look like- at my mom and my parents and go, wow. Like don't say that. Oh, if my mom said slay, I would go, what the fuck did you just say? Yeah, like, that's. That's not okay. But, like, I think you guys are just, like, a couple years older than us. Like, I don't think any – I don't think you're, just like – ten. And I, and I do forget, like, you actually have, like, a child. Like, I'm yeah, like, whoa, whoa, like, you're a lot older. Like, you're in a whoa, way – No, wait, not a I lot older. She's older like, you're me. in a way different stage than me in life. But I don't look at you yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. think of that straight away. So, basically, so like, say slay whenever you want. Yes. Yeah. Or I keep doing what you need to do. You know what I mean? I love it. Okay, and last thing, very quickly, what is cool in 2024? Yeah, tell us. Oh, what do you mean? What, what do you mean? <laughs> I think the fact that I asked that question. Yeah, I'm like, like that's just, we're kind of, maybe that is what the difference. What, we're yeah. like, we'll see how we go. You guys are like, what's cool? How can I How can I get ahead it? of the game? Just live life. <laughs> just take each day as it comes. Live, laugh, 
What? Love. Yep, that's it's very millennial a joke. of you. It is a joke. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> you know what's funny we're talking about? What do we put Naki by on TikTok? Don't say live, laugh, love. No, no, no. But YOLO. We wanted, no, we wanted to put live, laugh, lo- live, laugh, love in as satire, like as a joke. But people wouldn't take but it as that. It was take so it as funny. That, One yeah. of our team members were like, I think people will think it's you're serious. serious. Yeah. And we, that's not Can't a have that. for yeah. Can I like, say okay. I would have thought you were serious <laughs> if I saw that? But like I think if I did it, people would think I'm joking. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. all about how you approach the situation, but I definitely millennials. So people. Alice, Alice, our queen, TikTok queen, yeah. extravaganza, Gen runner Z. of our TikTok, Gen Z queen, I think because she would have put it in the bio. So I think, but I think Alice, I think we just need to remember that people still don't get that Steph and I are. I feel like <laughs> sarcasm is different. There's it's, a lot more of it in our generation yeah. than it would be in millennials. I am sarcastic as fuck. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, Laura is possibly the most that sarcastic is my, Except when I meet people and I do it straight away and I'm like, oh, have you, you don't know. That's, that's you don't, you're too good at it. People kind of sit there going... Did you mean that? Yeah. Like you're really good at sarcasm. It's actually very hard to tell. <laughs> it's okay. So we are not live, laugh, loving into 2024. You can have that time. motto, but like keep it in your brain. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Same as slay like, all day. Yeah. Okay. Slay all day in your head. Let's not overtly put it okay, out there. Amazing. You know what I mean? Okay. Thank you, girls. Thank you so much for coming on. And all guys, girls, daggy too. No. Girls are fine. Okay. Thank you. Okay, I'll continue to say that. Thank you for coming on. It's been so good. So Thanks good for having to us. Chat. Thanks, girls. Thanks, girls. <laughs> Yeah, congrats on everything. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you would like to get involved in the KickPod, <laughs> you can. We have got a KickPod Instagram where you can send us a DM about your thoughts on the podcast, some questions, some stories that happen to you. <laughs> Honestly, whatever you want to send in, we would love to see and read it and hear it and chat to you. And that is at KickPod on Insta. We would also appreciate your following if you would like to support the podcast. Come and follow that account. (laughs) That is where we'll be sharing a lot of this kind of content. So we hope you guys enjoy that. If you want to learn more about Kick, the Kick app, we have a website, kickapp.com, or you can head to the Apple App Store or Google Play Store and download our app. We have a seven-day free trial if you'd like to check out the app and we're also on instagram at laura.henshaw and at steph claire smith and you can find us over on tiktok as well at kick but we'll be back in your ears very soon bye